0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, October 11th. So much going on in the sports world. Here we are in the middle of football season, really just getting going. The baseball postseason, that's hot and heavy, especially if you're a fan of any team in Texas. We got the NHL season underway, caught some of the games last night. The Florida Panthers, they start their season tomorrow. That'll be on the road. And the Miami Heat, they played a basketball game last night. It was a preseason one, but still it was hoops against another team, not a scrimmage. I know there's a lot going on outside of the world of sports, like in the real world. Big international tragedies. Now, that is what international correspondents are for. I don't do sad here on this program. I don't do tragedy here on this program. Things are terrible in the outside world, not just now, but many times. I know why you guys come here. It's not to hear about the outside world. I tried to watch the news last night. I turned it on for two minutes, and I turned it off. I just can't, I can't handle it. You guys come here to be distracted. You come here to not hear about anything else other than, you know what I'm going to bring to the table. This is a place for fun. There are plenty of places you can go. If you want to follow everything going on in the world. Unfortunately, a lot of it is depressing. I am not here to make you depressed. I'm here so you can have fun. I'm here so you can laugh. I'm here so you can lighten your day a little bit. And that's what I will always continue to do. We can joke around. We don't have to think about what's going on in the real world. Because if we do, then every single joke about any team will be offensive and we'll get into arguments and there will be complaints. That's why I don't deal with anything in the outside world on this program. I don't get into politics, I don't get into wars. I don't get into any of that. And it's not to say that I don't care about it. It's just that you're not here for that. You're here to listen to my sports takes, my food takes, my travel takes. You're here to know what I have to say about the views around me. The views I have around me right now in the studio are mountains and buildings it's kind of a cloudy day. I'm I'm doing the show yet again this afternoon from Medellin. And I love being here. It's just so It's so peaceful and relaxing and there's so much stuff to do. Less stress. That's why I highly recommend it to so many of you. Whether you're single, married, whatever it is, this is a very welcoming place. I will be back in South Florida. I fly back to Miami on Monday, land a few hours after the show, and then I'll be doing the show on Tuesday from inside the poker room at the Hard Rock, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. You want to talk about having fun. My poker tournament is a lot of fun, especially for me since I've won it three times within a year, but everything has been doubled except for the buy-in in in my poker tournament. If you didn't hear the news, there's now $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops poker tournament. You'll now get 40,000 chips to start instead of 20, and the buy-in is 250 bucks. So that is the only thing that did not double, the buy-in. 6 p.m. cards will be in the air, Next Tuesday night, that's October 17th at the Hard Rock, you can register until 9.30 p.m. No excuse. Hey, Slater, I was going to make it. I got stuck in traffic after work. There's no traffic at 8.30 p.m. I don't care what excuse you give me. You got until 9.30 p.m. to be there on Tuesday night. I hope to see you. And there's going to be a lot of money up for grabs, which for some of you is more important than seeing me. I don't know why that would be the case. I mean, we can hang out and have a good time. Just like we do here on the airwaves. So much going on South Florida sports-wise. I watched some of the Heat preseason game last night, and I actually will have a few thoughts about that. I know it's preseason basketball, but it's basketball. And it's our first look that we've had at the Miami Heat with some of their new additions and their subtractions since we saw them in the NBA Finals. And heck, that seems like it was just the other day, huh? I feel like I was there in downtown Miami and downtown Denver just like two months ago. Maybe because it was almost like two months ago. Actually, it goes back to June. Isn't that wild? We've gone from June to October, four months, in what seems like two months. And I think a lot of that, it has to do with not only so much how we've had so many successful teams in South Florida this year, but most recently with the Marlins and the Dolphins. Because the Marlins carried us. The Marlins were playing really good baseball. They carried us from the end of the Heat and Panthers run all the way through, what, week three or four of the NFL season? And when the NFL season got going week one, early last month, I mean, we were all ready to go with the Miami Dolphins. So we've had something happening South Florida sports-wise The entire time, you go back to the beginning of the year, we were right in the middle of the NBA and NHL season, and then on came the University of Miami basketball team, the FAU basketball team, shout out to Nova Southeastern as well. Not that we were following them, but still, they won a title, brought a trophy home. So we've been consistently busy with good things. And I recall being on the airwaves back in the day. This show has been going on 15 and a half years now. Can you believe it? 15 and a half years I've been doing this. And for about 13 or 14 of those 15 and a half years, all the way back to the beginning... I remember just phone call after phone call, and all the words coming out of my mouth were just so like miserable when it came to the Dolphins. Not the Heat, because we had the Big Three era, but when it came to the Dolphins, it was all just terrible. The Dolphins weren't doing anything but now when you think of the Dolphins, you think of the old songs.
1: When you say Miami, you're talking Bowl, we're the Miami dolphins,
0: Miami dolphins, Miami dolphins, number one. Some of you right now might be so young. You might be in your early 20s where you don't even really remember those songs because they meant something back in the day. They meant something in the 70s and the 80s early 90s they meant something for the past 15 years they haven't meant anything at all it's like we need to come up with something new and heck Stephen Ross did come up with something new he and T-Pain although I never heard Ross's voice in the song To do something different I remember being at that event that night it was at the Versace mansion I was there Stephen Ross was there T-Pain was there it was a big deal that song lasted maybe a year and then loyal Dolphins fans longtime Dolphins fans they were like, get this song out of here. And now the old songs that we heard back in the day, they've been revived and they mean something. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. I'm telling you, if you're a Dolphins fan and you're going to go to the Super Bowl, if the Dolphins are in it, I personally would take advantage of Of the fact that on most airlines now, I know at least on American Airlines, you can book a flight and if you don't use it, you get a credit. So they'll credit you for the amount that you booked it for and then you could use that credit up to a year later for any other flight you want. It's just a suggestion. You know, I'm on here trying to help everybody out. So I highly suggest that. Take up all the seats. I already saw a bunch taken up on that Dreamliner the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Miami to Vegas. They got that 787 going Saturday morning, February 10th. Hop on it. Hotel room is a different story. I thought about, and this is real. This is legit. I don't care if I'm getting ahead of myself. I thought about, and I haven't done this yet. I said, if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl, do I need to be there? It's probably a good idea to be there. But do I want to be there for a week in Vegas doing Radio Row? And who knows what the hotel will cost? I don't really want to do that. Everyone's going to do that. I don't really want to do that. So I thought, Maybe I would just fly from Miami to Vegas on that Dreamliner on Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday. It gets in at 11.15 a.m. Vegas time, and the Super Bowl Vegas time will probably be like 3.30 p.m., something like that. So as long as there's no big delay, you get there on time, you go straight to the stadium, you watch the game, and then you fly out on the red eye at 11 you don't need a hotel you don't need anything like that that's what I thought about and now even talking about it the more I think I'm gonna book that because you could just get a credit if they don't use it what else are you gonna do wait until the Dolphins get to the AFC title game and it's there at Hard Rock Stadium and then you're gonna make your plans The prices will be through the roof. So just a suggestion out there to all of you thinking about, hey, I'll go to the Super Bowl if the Dolphins make it. I talk to a lot of people, Dolphins fans, longtime Dolphins fans, and they say I would do anything. I have a a savings account. I add to it every year just for when the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to miss it. So maybe you start using that account, and if you don't use your ticket, you get a credit. Again, just a suggestion. If I could help two or three or four of you out there right now doing that, I feel like I've already done my job for the day. I might as well just take off my headset mic here and then just, you know, all right, we're done. All right, I'll put it back on. Because we had preseason basketball last night, and I gotta talk about that. Anyhow, I can't discuss anything more until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I don't know about you, but I did watch some preseason basketball last night and it felt pretty good to see the Miami Heat on my television it's the first time I've seen the Heat since the NBA finals and it feels like it's been a couple of months although it's been four months doesn't feel that long but it has been and since then all we've had has been rumors speculation. Who's coming? Who's going? We've had all the dame talk. But here we are in October with the regular season just two weeks away. And for the most part, it's the same Miami Heat team with a few tweaks. And I came out of watching that game last night thinking to myself, this team can still be really good. Now, I know it's preseason basketball. I don't want to read too much in to what I saw. I'll probably read way more than I should. But I did have a few observations from last night's preseason game. They're not final conclusions. It's preseason game number one. I'm just talking about a few observations. And I've also got the question for you. Can you feel the heat? I think after preseason game number one, you can. First of all, Tyler Hero, he's on a mission. I think it's very clear. Tyler would have been inspired coming into this season, even if that Dame discussion never even happened. Because he's a dude who got hurt game, I think it was game one against the Milwaukee Bucks. It goes so far back. But he got hurt. He dove for a loose ball. He broke his hand. His season was over. He never came back. So that dude is hungry. And then when you add to that, this was another summer of listening to everyone say Tyler Hero is disposable. He could be shipped in a deal, use him as a sweetener to get picks. We heard all of that. This is a guy who played in the NBA Finals his first year. This is a guy who won the sixth man of the year. He improved every season. Tyler Hero has proven to be a really good scorer in the league. And once again, everyone just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, just ship Tyler out of here. So what I saw in a very small sample size, things that I can take from a preseason game, Tyler's in great shape. He looks stronger. It can be a preseason game, and this is something that you could take from it and say this is going to carry into the season. This is going to mean something for the regular season. The fact that he looks like he's on a mission, I think that's a huge plus. We'll see how it plays out. But being in great shape and looking stronger, that's just something physical that's going to be there. Two weeks, a month from now, it's going to be there. And then you got Triple J, Jaime Jaquez Jr., the Heat's draft pick this year, four-year player at UCLA. A lot of us had heard he was going to be NBA ready. Last night was the first time he ever stepped on the floor of an NBA game. Preseason, sure, but that dude, he looks regular season ready. He looks NBA ready. What I loved about Jaime Jaquez Jr., and we'll see if this does carry over to the regular season, his footwork in the post, huh, the bag of tricks that he's got at his disposal, it doesn't look like a rookie bag. That dude was making Kevin McHale, Hakeem Olajuwon type moves. When he was in the paint. And it was effortless. Just reading the defense and then reacting with great offense. And he hit the glass and he's full of energy. I don't know what he's going to do this season for the Heat. I don't even know what his role is going to be. But I can tell right away the dude is ready to play in this league. I don't know if he's going to be a star. But it doesn't look to me like he's going to seem like a rookie on that floor. This is a team that wants to win now, and I think Jaime Hawkes Jr. can play a significant role. I've only seen him play one preseason game. I can only give you my thoughts based on one preseason game. But he seems like he could be a great rotation player. I'm a fan of his game, and I'm looking forward to seeing it grow and also to see how Spo is going to use him. And then the Miami Heat may have found another shooter. Cole Swider, people who are around the team are saying this kid could shoot lights out. He had 17 last night, all in the fourth quarter. He's a guy who had his last college season at Syracuse. He's a pretty tall kid, and it would seem the Miami Heat want him to be a developmental project, much in the same way Duncan Robinson and Max Strus were. This has always been a team And will probably continue to be a team, just like Hassan Whiteside once said about another team, a team that's got shooters. We got shooters! We got shooters! We got shooters! shooters! Let's go! And it was also great to see Josh Richardson back. I don't know what his role will be, but he's outstanding on defense. That's not even up for debate. He can score. He can pass. He's a smart player. He's not the world's best shooter but he's not terrible. Jay Rich is a really solid rotation player to add, especially after the Heat lost Gabe Vincent. They don't do all the same things, but Jay Rich checks enough boxes to be a very useful player. So I got all of that from one preseason game, and that was a game that Jimmy Butler didn't play in, Caleb didn't play in, bam, he played a little bit. This Heat team, they're going to be fun. If they had Damian Lillard, yeah, they'd be on another level. The expectations would be greater. They would be the favorite in the East. There would be more eyeballs on them. But there's no way, given that Jimmy Bam and Tyler have taken the Heat to the NBA Finals two out of the last four seasons, there's no way that you could tell me this team doesn't have a shot to win the East. Because they do. And that's part of the reason it's so fun to watch all of these parts come together and speaking of fun you'll have a lot of it at dean's gold the ultimate gentleman's club where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous Girls, girls, girls girl. dean's gold is the ultimate gentleman's club for a reason that's because the beautiful ladies that you'll see the minute you walk in the doors of dean's gold they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible time. And you can even go there while games are on. They got plenty of televisions. You will never be bored, no matter what the score is in a game. You'll be entertained during every timeout. And heck, you can even have your own halftime show. Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Have yourself a great Wednesday night or even early Thursday morning, or head on over there tomorrow night for the football game. Be entertained, even if it's a blowout, you will have yourself a fantastic time anytime you go to the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, Dean's Gold. Yesterday, we all kind of found out that Devon HM was going to be out multiple weeks. Now he's been placed on injured reserve, so he's going to miss at least four games. But as far as the Dolphins' next contest goes, Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, I don't think there's a whole lot to break down with this one. Usually, come Wednesday, I'm doing a lot of Dolphins analysis, but reality is this Sunday, it's not a big game. The Dolphins are playing a winless team, the only team without a victory in the league. Miami's got the most explosive offense in the NFL. The Dolphins should crush Carolina. The big question for the Miami Dolphins is can they play up to their own standard? Because I would argue in that Giants game, the Dolphins were just meh. Three turnovers, one of them led to a touchdown, two it through two picks. It was kind of a lackluster effort, at least from the offense. And they still put up 31. On defense, it's hard to gauge because it was definitely better what we saw from the Dolphins' D with a lot of sacks and pressure and no offensive touchdowns from the Giants, But the team on the other side was so bad. The Giants offensive line, horrendous. The Dolphins posted a mic'd up segment with Zach Sealer. He and Christian Wilkins were laughing and singing the whole game. Why? Because they weren't getting any resistance from the Giants O-line. I can't imagine that the Carolina Panthers are going to be much better. But the Dolphins can't get soft. Sunday should be easy. I would imagine that the Dolphins will probably have some practices that'll be harder than Sunday, but right after Sunday's game, the Dolphins, their next matchup is in Philadelphia. Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. So yes, the Dolphins are playing Carolina on Sunday. But to me, what they're really doing, and this is to me, not to them, to me, they're really just getting ready for that Philly game. One of the best two teams in the NFC, it's a huge test. The other team, just for clarity, in the NFC would be the 49ers, not the Cowboys. So the Miami Dolphins, they got to step up their game. they got to make sure they got their A game. They're not going to have A-chan, but they got to have their A-game. Clean up any mistakes that they made last week. Have a clean game this Sunday. Hopefully a more convincing victory, at least on the offensive side of the ball. So there's not a whole lot to break down about this Sunday. Now, the other football team, the Miami Hurricanes, that conversation... I know it's still going on, but as far as that conversation goes here on this show, we've had two days of outrage, and the outrage has been all over the place. And when you have two days of outrage on Sports Talk Radio, it means something went really bad. Is there anything else that we should squeeze out of that? I think for the most part, we're done. I'll bring it up with Lieutenant Camacho, and you'll see why. But I think we're done with that. It, it was a horrendous call. And at least as far as this week goes, it's time to move on. Will it come up next week? I'm sure it will. But right now, the Canes, they've got UNC in front of them. They're going to be headed to Chapel Hill. UNC's 5-0. They're ranked 12th overall. This is an ABC primetime game. Huge showcase, huge spotlight for the Tar Heels. Will the University of Miami be able to rise to this occasion? Will they be able to brush aside all of the noise that they have heard this week? And they've heard a lot of it. And all of it is justified. But within that locker room, Will the Canes be able to figure it out? It's a huge test for Mario. Like, okay, you really messed up. So can you convince all the men in that locker room to stay with you on the journey the rest of this season? Whatever goals they want to accomplish, are you going to be able to help them? Because a home loss to a three-touchdown dog is not what the Canes players had in mind. But that's what happened. So how Mario will navigate what went on, it's going to say a lot about what happens the rest of the season and perhaps what direction he leads the program in moving forward, not just this year but beyond. Now, I might not be able to pick winners for you all the time, but I can lead you in the right direction. And that would be to head on over to Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. Live racing going on at Gulfstream Park every week. It is their sunshine meet happening right now. My suggestion is when you go to Gulfstream Park, go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. The AC is kicking in Ten Palms. You sit down at a nice table, have a fantastic meal, watch the races live right in front of you, and of course, just like me, you could wager on them. You could bet as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing every week right now in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. Visit GulfstreamPark.com for all of the racing details. And if you can't make it out in person at Gulfstream Park, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida. Download the First Bet app. The first bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. The Florida Panthers season begins tomorrow. You hear all the buzz? Well, the Panthers' buzz hasn't been terribly loud in South Florida, but I don't know if you can really blame anyone. The Dolphins are off to a really good start. The Marlins made the postseason. The Canes have been pretty interesting lately. So the Panthers' hype train hasn't exactly been revved up, not for a town that absolutely had hockey fever earlier this summer, but they've proven to me if they can get in, they can be dangerous. Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, I'm sure we'll talk more about them as hockey season begins, and they raised that banner in Vegas last night with a slot machine. (sighs) Still upsetting. The Panthers were right there. And you could be right there on the verge of retiring in the near future. You just may not know it. That's why you should contact Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth can design a plan based around your goals. You may think, there's no way I can retire anytime soon. There will be no harm in contacting Trajan Wealth because you could set up a meeting with them at no cost. Trajan Wealth will help you out And you may think, right now, you know what you're doing. You know how to handle your money. Well, maybe you don't. We all think we're doing the right thing until we learn a little bit more. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or you could call them. Again, they're located locally in Palm Beach. The number is 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol joins us as he does every Wednesday. Lieutenant, there's been a lot going on in South Florida. I tweeted something or I X something, however you want to call it, a little while ago that I want to get into, but the first question I got to ask you, Lieutenant Camacho, I see that you guys have troopers on the sidelines all the time for the University of Miami games. They're near the head coach. Why did one of the troopers not yell to Mario Cristobal take a knee? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Can they not do that? Point. I
1: mean that, well, well, well you know part of the part of the agreement is that we have to uh, our primary duty there is to focus on the uh, coaches. Uh, security and uh, well-being, and making sure that he's safe. So uh, we constantly tell our guys to not uh, focus on what's happening on the field. Well, so it, I'm pretty it, sure he was just. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. He, I'm gonna give him the benefit of doubt. I'm gonna say that's a, that's exactly what he was
0: doing. Well, part of the security should be job security. If you want to focus on his security <laughs> and job security, I mean, just have one of the the troopers there say, "Hey, take a knee, Mario." I, I mean, come on, man. There's so many lines of defense here. And we've blamed so many people. I feel like the Florida Highway Patrol could have said something, Lieutenant.
1: You're right. You're right. Uh, But, again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he was uh, focused on his uh, situational awareness, not so much on the game. We'll we'll, we'll leave it at that.
0: Obviously, you're talking (laughs) about the trooper, not Mario, right? The trooper. (laughs) Right. You're speaking on behalf of the trooper. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) So, Lieutenant, uh, here was a, a post I put out a few hours ago, just a little bit after uh, noontime. I, I see crazy things. You see crazy things all the time in Miami, all throughout South Florida. You guys stopped somebody yesterday on the Palmetto Expressway, I guess a security guard, but they had their car painted exactly like one of your cars from the Florida Highway Patrol with the lights. I believe it had a siren too. Uh, what exactly can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, so we just we got it up on our social media, uh, Andy, and uh, it's just like you said. It's a car. Uh, it's a first of all, it's a Dodge Charger, which is the same vehicle that we use for our fleet, and it was painted with the same exact uh, color scheme as our vehicles. Which, which by Florida statute, uh, you know, legislation, those those colors are prescribed only for the Florida Highway Patrol. That's that's a law. So. Not only was it just painted, it also had an overhead uh, LED light bar. So the troopers see it going down uh, the highway here in Miami. And obviously, you know, there's a red flag. It has the name of like a security company on the side of it. And so the trooper sees it, they, they stop it right away and they, and they conduct their uh, inspection of the car. And the inspection uh, it reveals that the car, the overhead light bar, as soon as they activate it, it lights up blue. Uh, security companies uh, are allowed to use green and yellow lighting this car had uh, blue and white lighting again just like our uh, highway patrol vehicles it also had an emergency siren uh, so clearly it was um it was trying to i guess imitate uh, or not i guess it was imitating an fhp vehicle the only thing it was missing was the the the, the i guess the insignia that actually says florida highway patrol on it but nonetheless, uh, we got the vehicle impounded, Andy. Uh, the driver was arrested, uh, charged with first-degree misdemeanor. Amongst other things, uh, the car didn't have, like, a, a proper registration. It was misuse of, like, a dealer tag, things like that. But the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest uh, penalty would be, obviously, for uh, the using of the, of the color scheme. Uh, again, that's strictly prescribed for FHP.
0: Lieutenant, the, the minute I saw this picture, and I just saw the picture of the car, and I knew we were going to bring this up once I saw that, my initial my initial reaction, Lieutenant, and maybe this is why it's illegal to do it, I thought maybe you guys had another unit or something. Like maybe right. this was border patrol or some type of guard because in the past, haven't you guys had something to do with uh, tractor trailers, you know, commercial vehicles?
1: Right, right, absolutely. And our commercial vehicle uh uh unit or division the, the 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 new vehicles now say commercial vehicle enforcement um, so you're absolutely right Annie and that's why that law is in place because uh you know the average uh, citizen or motorist out there they're, they're gonna see it they're gonna see the blue lights they're gonna see the color scheme they're not gonna really not everybody's going to actually read uh, the, the, what's on the side of the car because the black and tan color scheme has been around since 1939. So uh, that's stuff that our 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 parents, our grandparents are are, are used to seeing, and, and you know us, of course. So uh, not everybody's going to read that 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 lettering on the side. So you're absolutely right, and that's why we we you know it, it was a must that we got that vehicle stopped and we got that vehicle impounded, and I don't really see that vehicle being released until it's. Uh, painted either all black or all one color and you know light bar removed you know blue lighting and red lighting is strictly uh, reserved for law enforcement nah, not for security companies so
0: you guys, a lot of a lot, I mean, a lot of it, violations there. you guys can keep it just put florida highway patrol <laughs> all you got to do is change the letters on the side i mean it looks exactly the same now you guys arrested the woman driving it this right. looks like it belongs to a security company why does the woman get arrested like it's just, just bad luck? She's caught well, at the
1: was time? Well, she was bad, the one operating the vehicle at the time that it was observed. Uh, I don't have the specifics on who the owner of the vehicle is, uh, but I know that this information was forwarded to our uh, Bureau of Criminal uh, Intelligence and Investigations, and they're going to dig a little deeper. First of all, we want to know if this security company has any other uh, vehicles in their fleet with the same uh, color scheme, number one. And if they do, we will get that addressed, obviously, Uh, look into the company, look who the registered owner is, like you're mentioning, uh, and just take a little deeper look at it and see how long this has been going on for uh, and and make sure it just never happens again, period. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. I don't know if it's a new car to their security fleet, but, I mean, a lot of us drive around South Florida roads all the time, and I've never seen that, and I guess you guys never have either. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. And if you want to take a look at that vehicle we're talking about, it looks exactly like a Florida Highway Patrol vehicle. Uh, You could go to FHP Miami's Instagram. Uh, You could also go to my X feed. I have a a tweet or a post up there about it as well. Lieutenant, I got something in my inbox. I believe this was yesterday or the day before it happened in Delray Beach. Another unfortunate reminder, if you have a flat tire, uh, call for help, right? Because somebody was changing their their tire on their own and got hit and wound up getting killed. Um, should you ever try to change your tire on your own on the side of the road?
1: You know, Andy, we've talked about this so much and I can tell you, uh, I, I I cringe sometimes if I'm working, I can address it, right? I can stop my vehicle. I can turn on my blue lights. I can park behind somebody or I can call in a road ranger for somebody. Uh, if I, you know, if, but if I'm not working, I see so many people park on the side of the road and, I've, I've seen, I've, I've personally worked when I was on the road, when I was working a zone as a trooper, uh, a guy that was stopped on the side of the road, he actually, uh, lifted up the vehicle with, with the, with the, uh, Jack and he actually got under the vehicle under the engine compartment area there and the traffic was backed up. So it was bumper to bumper rush hour traffic. And one person trying to, I guess, avoid that backup, just kind of Uh, turned onto the shoulder and and zoomed by and didn't see this vehicle on the jack rear end of the vehicle the vehicle falls on top of this individual and that was one (sighs) that's that's pretty vivid in my memory i remember it and i and i've seen so many other times where people are either changing their tires or uh trying to uh you know overheating vehicle trying to look into the engine bays while parked in, you know standing in front of that vehicle and it's just it only takes one car to just come over and 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 hit you and if you know more than likely it's you're not going to survive that type of hit so that's why i always say you know turn your flashers on uh remove yourself try to get as far away from that vehicle as possible call uh, star 347 road rangers they're on all of the major highways in the in the Tri County area here, it's a free service. If you need gas, they got you. If you need water, if you need uh, you need to change your tire, they do all that. But they do it with cones, with arrow boards, uh, and they do it in a safe matter. You shouldn't take it into your own hands because this is the types of things that uh, can happen. And of course, we're trying to avoid that. So,
0: I don't know why so, I don't know why people try to change their own tire. I, you think it's a like to save time, or it's like, hey, yeah, I can change yeah. my own tire. I don't know how to change a tire, so I'm never going to be put in that situation. I've never changed well, a tire in my life. But uh, is it just that they try to? I don't know that they just want to show everyone, hey, I can change a tire.
1: No, I don't. I don't think it's for bragging rights because it's not. It's really not hard to change a tire. It's just a couple screws. Not, and, don't make me
0: know, look bad, know. Lieutenant. No, no it's yeah. really
1: not. I just think I think maybe you you've never tried it or you were never taught. But it's really not hard. It's not rocket science. I don't think. I mean, for me, I'm not changing the tire on the side of the road, and I I know how to do it, but I wouldn't do it. I would just drive off. I, I uh, I'm not stop. I'm gonna do my best not to stop on the highway. Period. Any, but I see it from the perspective of a state trooper. I mean, I'm gonna do my best to get off on the nearest exit or in the service plaza or the rest area, and I will ride a flat tire at you know 10 miles an hour. I don't care if it damages my wheel. I don't care because I'm usually in the kid with, um, I'm sorry, in the car with my kids, my wife, and so. That comes first, but if you find yourself where you maybe can't get off the highway and you have to stop, just try to separate yourself from the car. If there's a guardrail, jump over that guardrail. If there's an embankment with grass, you know, go down a little bit. Just turn your flashers on, make that phone call, and, and help will be on the way. Dude, don't try to do it yourself.
0: As long as there's not a canal on the other side of the guardrail. I
1: mean, well,
0: you don't want yeah. someone jumping in the canal, <laughs> and then they got another problem with the alligators. And, and you
1: um, got to look out for the gators, right? Right,
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. It's always good to talk to you. Uh, if you find any more look-alike Florida Highway Patrol vehicles on the road, uh, please let me know so I could tweet out some cool. more pictures.
1: Yes, sir. You got it.
0: All right. Take care, Lieutenant Thanks, Camacho man. with the Florida Highway Patrol. Just wild that car. It it's a it's really a Florida Highway Patrol car with just different writing on the side. And blue lights and everything. Seriously, only in Miami. Where else are you going to get that? All right, that's all the time we got for this Wednesday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.